Women in White Coats is here to uplift women doctors just like you. Empowering you in your personal and professional life. I'm Dr. Amber Robbins. And I'm Dr. Archana Shrestha. We are doctors, best-selling authors, and the co-founders of Women in White Coats. Now, are you ready for a culture shift where women empower women? Join us to get a glimpse of what life is like as a woman doc. And guess what? You'll discover that you're not alone. We're here to give you positivity and keys to balancing your life. This is the Women in White Coats podcast. Have you ever felt like you've achieved career success as a doctor, but you're still not happy? Like you sacrificed so much to arrive at the promised land, but then you look around and think, is this it? Maybe you are going through things that your male colleagues just don't get. That even though you wear a white coat, some people don't realize you are a doctor at all. It can be exhausting. Well, we get you, and we at Women in White Coats know exactly what you're going through. That's why we created a CME conference specifically to uplift women doctors just like you. It's time for you to relax, grow, and connect with women doctors at our fourth annual Women in White Coats Conference and Wellness Retreat from April 21st through April 23rd, 2022. We are excited to say we are meeting in person and you're invited to join us for this three-day retreat at the gorgeous Ballantine Hotel just outside of Charlotte. Relax over yoga and meditation, Grow by listening to CME presentations on topics relevant to us as women doctors. Connect with other positive women doctors during workshops and over wine and dinner. You'll return home feeling rested, rejuvenated, and with the skills to have a fulfilling career as a woman in a white coat. To register, go to womeninwhitecoats.com forward slash wellness retreat. We can't wait to see you at the conference. Hello, my fellow women in white coats. This is your sister doc, Archana Shrestha here, and I'm the co-founder and chief wellness officer of Women in White Coats, and I'm also a certified physician life coach. Well, February is Black History Month, and today we are discussing how to talk to your kids about Black history with one of our frequent guests, Dr. Petra McEwen. She is um, a staff writer for Women in White Coats and recently wrote the blog article called Six Simple Ways to Teach Your Kids About Black History for our Women in White Coats blog. Dr. Petra McEwen is a practicing pediatrician and lactation consultant in South Florida, where she lives with her husband and five kids. On her website, wifeymommydoc.com, she helps working wives and moms balance their many roles. So welcome back to the show, Petra. Hi, thanks for having me. So I love this topic because I have two kids myself. And when my son was born in 2010, we had our first black president in office. And I wanted so hard to believe that we were in a post-racial society. In fact, the other day I was talking to my son who is now 11 years old. And he said, I grew up seeing, I grew up seeing President Barack Obama and thought all presidents were black. And I love that attitude of the youth thinking that, you know, this diversity and the inclusion should be normal and is second nature and should never be uh, something that we ever doubt. But of course, the murder of George Floyd by police officers in Minnesota 
the Black Lives Matter movement that resulted um, after that has shown us that we most certainly are not in a post-racial society. And I've struggled with explaining this to my own kids who have brown skin and are of Indian and Nepalese descent. And so specifically, you know, I wanted to share this story, um, Petra, with you that I remember when my son came home from first grade and he first learned that racism existed in the world as he learned about Martin Luther King Jr., the civil rights movement, segregation. And for the first time, he looked at his brown skin and seemed to have shame and fear over it. And he said, people might discriminate against me because of the color of my skin. And I kind of felt sad myself because for, it was, seemed like a bit of a loss of innocence. And I wondered if he was too young to really start to understand that. So I'd love to kind of start there, Petra, if we can, like what is the right age to even start discussing racism and discrimination? So it, it, it's an interesting question and one that honestly doesn't have a clear cut answer. Um, it's, it's, it's very tough to know exactly, uh, to, to name a specific age, let me say that. It, it may depend on the child. Um, I think early on um, in all families, no matter what um, our cultures or race or background, I think it is important to, um, to, to emphasize diversity, both within the home and hopefully within the schools and um, wherever your children are, um, important for children to to, to recognize, yes, that there are differences and to learn to accept those differences. Um, as far as discussing like things like outright racism or like the, the different things that have happened in the news, um, it really depends on the child and I guess how emotionally um, mature we feel that they are. Um, I'd say the the late, the, the, the preteen to um, early teen ages are, are reasonable ages to have that discussion. Um, when you when it comes and this is one of the points that I was gonna that I made in the article as well um, when we're talking about um, some of the current events that that impact Black history, um, talking to your children about the things that have happened on 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 that they see on the on this on the news or on the internet um, when you feel like they are old enough like asking them if they they know what happened how do they feel about what happened um, do they understand why some of the things um, that have ha are happening have made people angry. Um, talk about a time where they have felt differently because of the color of their skin or if they've witnessed someone being treated differently because of the color of their skin um, and talk about ways or ask them ways if they know how they can um, make sure that they're treated fairly and also ways that they can make sure that others are treated fairly. Um, so when you feel like your, your, your child is old enough to kind of have that discussion, I think we don't kind of just leave it to, oh my gosh, you're different and this could be a bad thing. No, you kind of you kind of talk them through what they're seeing, um, and when you feel like they're old enough to have that discussion. Not all six-year-olds in first grade may be able to have that discussion, and that's okay. You may not have to go so deeply with them, um, but I think by like I'd say mid to late elementary school and going into middle school for sure um, is probably a good time to have that discussion. Yeah, definitely. I, I really like those points and really kind of looking at your child as an individual. And certainly like my kids are now fourth and sixth grade and they definitely seem more, you know, able to handle that discussion. And I like the tips that you share is to really like kind of break it down and like, what does this mean and what's right and, you know, how, how we can act towards other people and be inclusive and have equity and um, advocate for others who are facing discrimination as well. So I like that point in the article. What, um, 
Can you share with people who haven't yet read your article some of the other ways in which they can teach their children about Black history? Right. So, so one of the things, um, something that we kind of did, like when we were in school and things like that, it just kind of limited to Black History Month, but kind of expanding it, I recommend year round. Um, so highlight some of the like past events that, that um, affect our everyday lives. So some of the inventions that were made by Black people. Um, so like talking about George Washington Carver, Garrett A. Morgan, um, the differences that people have made. So Rosa Parks, and you, you mentioned the story about your son. My, my daughter the other day came home with a, a, a reading comprehension passage that she had to do for school because it's Black History Month. It was brief. She was she's only in second grade, um, but it was talking about um, Rosa Parks and how she had to give up her seat on the bus. Of course, she had lots of questions, um, and it it it's a story she'd heard before, but it just kind of sunk in that hey, we weren't always able to sit at the, where we wanted to on the bus. We weren't always able to, to, to go to places or to, to drink from water fountains that we wanted to drink from. Um, so having that discussion that, hey, we might be riding on the bus or, or doing these things, but we, we weren't able to do these things before. So we have come a long way. And these are people who have, like people like Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King, these are people who have um, done certain things for us to be able to, to enjoy the, the privileges that we have um, now. Um, so that's just one, one point is to kind of highlight those things just in everyday life, just things that you're doing every day. Um, and then, like we mentioned before, highlighting the, the current events in the news that impact Black history. So things like President Obama being um, elected as the first Black, uh, the first African-American president, um, our first um, female Black and Asian-American vice president. Um, so things that are all newsworthy, but then also the things like the, um, the, the violent, the, the unfortunate killings of, of innocent black men um, and then and the, the protests and things like that that have come about and, and talking, asking your kids, talking to them about the things that I mentioned before, asking the questions and having those discussions about things that they're seeing on, on TV. Um, the, the, my third point was to, to teach your children about racism and to and, and to teach them to live a life of inclusion. Um, and that's not just with, with racism, just on a regular basis. I, we talk with our kids too about accepting children that are just different from them, like children with um, disabilities, children with autism, um, kids that just don't have as many privileges as they do. So um, just on a regular basis, just emphasizing the importance of inclusion um, in our children so that we can make sure that we're not reverting back to the way that society was years ago. Um, encouraging your children to explore African-American culture was, was another point. Um, so in, 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 every, in everything that they do, Honestly, um, my daughter, my 11-year-old is a dancer, an awesome dancer, but she she focuses on ballet and um, and like modern dance. She loves hip hop too, which which has African-American roots, but um, but just emphasizing like African-American dance or African-American literature, um, music, those types of things, whatever your child's interest is, trying to weed in um, just other like African-American culture into those interests um, so that they can still learn and enjoy the things that they're doing, but getting a little, a different twist on it, um, exploring African-American recipes, visiting museums, just exploring African-American culture on different levels um, throughout, throughout the year. Um, 
also emphasizing, especially since we're women in white coats, um, so emphasizing the role that Blacks have played in, in um, medicine within the United States um, and in the world, of course. But um, especially, we have Rebecca Lee Crumpler, who was the first Black female physician um, in the United States. Um, so if you have children who may be interested in medicine or just because you're in medicine and want to, to educate your children, um, um, explaining to them the importance that the important role that blacks have played in medicine um, and how it relates to their health care as well um, as as African Americans um, and then lastly reading books by African American authors um, or books that are based on black history so of course there are a ton of of, of books that go from zero to the teenage years or adulthood um, that are written by children's um, that are written by African American authors but are also about just inclusion and diversity. Um, and you can add that just to your regular kind of rotation when you're reading, especially to your young children and to have your older children read as well. Yeah. So those, and are, I, those are the basic points. <laughs> yeah. And I, I really like that tip about, you know, bringing in the children's books, right? Because I a very conscientiously, um, consciously, I guess I should say, chose to um, get books where kids had different color skins you know, mm -hmm. color, a range of different color skin in the books that they were reading that I would read to them as a kid. You know, I wanted them to see, because when I grew up, most of the books had um, kids with white skin and like, that was it, like in the picture books I'm talking about. And so, and all the dolls were that too, right? And so growing up with brown skin, I kind of felt left out and excluded. And I felt like, okay, well, I don't know, maybe that's the ideal of beauty or something like that. You know, that's kind of right. what I internalized as a young child. And so I wanted to very much change that for my kids. And I was always looking for books that had you know, kids or, you know, depictions of people with different colors of skin and just sharing the different cultures of the world as well. And, uh, you know, also in choosing their toys and dolls and things right. like that. Well, my, my daughter had dolls, my son didn't, but, um, but, you know, I was aware of that too. So I think like, that's another way of kind of bringing that in as well. Um, and I also to your point, like, I think we do, of course, need to remember our history and where we've come and the tragedies of the past. And part of that is so that we don't repeat them. Right. I, I agree. And I, and I, so that's why I, I think it's important to talk about for sure the accomplishments of those that came before us um, and all the things that they fought for. And it kind of gives our children something to to, to something to be proud of, to know all of the things that, that have been accomplished ahead of them, but also understanding that they still have that responsibility on them as well to continue. I mean, because so much has been sacrificed for them to even be where we are now, that they have that responsibility and to move forward. So I think it's always important. I mean, even, I mean, knowing your family's history for one, but um, so that you know, because you have that on your shoulders as well, but just knowing, I mean, your, the history of your culture or your race um, and knowing all that, all that was sacrificed for you to be where you are um, and moving forward with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that like you were saying, you wrote in the article that um, kids can pretty much get set in their racial beliefs by the age of 12, you know, so it's important to bring in those messages of diversity, inclusion, and equity, and how we treat all people. And it doesn't matter if they're the same color skin or whatever color skin they have or eyes or hair or whatever, disabilities, abilities, all of those different things. So, so diversity in every way is so important to teach 
to teach our children. And I do feel really hopeful looking at our children um, that they are really internalizing those messages. When I look not just at my kids, but my, you know, the other kids that they interact with as well, and that I see out there, you know, in neighborhoods and community, et cetera, and, you know, interact with too, as a doctor, how about for you? Right. I feel the same way. I think even as a pediatrician or, and even going to my kids events, um, I think, I think we are making progress for sure. I'm hoping the generation, I, I think generations have been lost, unfortunately, more recently, but I think the, the generations that are to come are, are definitely, they, they seem to be more inclusive. Um, they seem to understand. Um, I, I do feel like they are probably exposed a little bit more than we were when we were growing up as well. Um, so I think they, they have more of an ability, they understand what has happened in the world. And a lot of them are, are, are understanding and they they want to make a difference like they, they they want to be they want the world to be different no matter and i've seen that in children of all races kind of across the board um, more recently so i am hopeful i definitely am yes and anything else that you'd like to share as we close it out petra no, I don't think so. I, I, I think that's, that's, that's I, we, we kind of, we had a great discussion, kind of summed up um, the article, but I, I just, again, I just emphasize the importance of kind of talking about, about talking about, sorry, Black history just year round, not just isolating it to um, February or Black History Month, um, because it's, I mean, Black history is just so rich um, and there's so much to know and to learn and to understand. Um, there's so much more than just like Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King. Um, so really just kind of trying to, to, to intertwine it in our, in your day-to-day -day lives, um, learning, I mean, I'm still learning myself and also just continuing it to, to pass it on to our children and future generations. Yes. Thank you so much, Petra. This is wonderful. And if anyone would like to follow you on Instagram and Facebook, um, or go to your website, would you share that information with them? Yes. So on Facebook and um, Instagram, I am at wifey mommy doc. Um, and my website is www.wifeymommydoc.com. Well, thanks so much for a wonderful conversation today, Petra. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Would you like to earn CME credits just for listening to the Women in White Coats podcast? Well, we have some exciting news. We now have a way for you to earn Category 1 CME for free. Just check the show notes of this episode for more details and a link to start earning credits. Hi there, Women Docs. We hope you've been loving this podcast and feel uplifted at the end of each and every episode. If so, we would really appreciate it if you could give us a five-star rating and write us a positive review. Those reviews help us get the word out and help uplift and empower more women doctors. But you know what? We'd love to meet up with you in person. So head on over to womeninwhitecoats.com and sign up to become a member of our supportive tribe. When you do, you will be the first to hear about meetups in your area, as well as upcoming live events. You'll also get our latest blog articles and podcasts delivered straight to your inbox. And you'll be the first to find out about the next time we open up our virtual doctor's lounge, 
an online membership community created just for women doctors, where each month we run masterclasses with guest experts and masterminds on topics relevant to women doctors. While you're on our website, womeninwhitecoats.com, order your copy of our number one best-selling book, The Chronicles of Women in White Coats. Oh, and be sure to follow us on social media too. On Instagram, you'll find us at Women in White Coats blog. And on Facebook, you can find us at Women in White Coats. Can't wait to meet up soon.